This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Nuru's Mubarak. Happy Persian New Year. Persians in Chicago and around the world started celebrations for the holiday this week, and we wanted to highlight some of what that looks like on the show today. We'll talk about traditions, we'll try some Persian holiday food, and we'll learn more about the significance of Nowruz. Joining us in the studio is Sheila Kohanteb. She is a political scientist at the Harris School of Public Policy. She also works closely with UChicago's Pearson Institute for the Study and Resolution of Global Conflicts. Good to have you on the show, Sheila. Thank you. Happy to be here. Also with us, Mohammed Salahi. He is the founder of Hare Spice. It's a local business that helps chefs find the highest quality spices. Welcome to Reset, Mohammed. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to start with you, Sheila, because some of our listeners may not be familiar. So tell us, what is Nowruz or Persian New Year? Yeah, so Nowruz is, in Farsi, means new day. And it takes place on the spring equinox every year. It's the welcoming of spring, and it's a holiday that's really symbolic of growth and all of the change that comes with growth and spring every year. Yeah, spring feels like a time to start anew, doesn't it? Yep. To start fresh. Um, How far back can the holiday be traced to? It's actually one of the oldest holidays or celebrations that we have record of. So right now they date it back to about 3,000 years ago. Oh my gosh, that's a long time. Yeah. And and I know that, what some 300 million Persians around the world are celebrating right yeah, now. Yeah, Persians, Afghanis, Iraqis, Turks, from all over. From all over. Mohammed, mm-hmm. what does the holiday mean for you? Uh, Nowruz, uh, for us, as Sheila said, means uh, new day. In Afghanistan, this is a very special day for us because we have almost 13 days to celebrate from beginning of uh, spring, which is March 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's always a time of uh, families gather together mm-hmm. and also, you know, celebrating the new uh, season and, uh, you know, the, the world is getting green again. You know, the spring is coming. So we celebrate that and it's a happy time for us. Well, I mean, you talked about 13 days or so. I mean, how are you preparing for Nowruz? Like, is there something each and every day, each night? Yeah, so preparation actually begins weeks before the first day of spring. So this year was the 21st. It begins weeks before. And that typically includes cleaning of your house, so what we call spring cleaning in the yes. U.S. Okay. <laughs> right. and, um, and it also includes growing of the sabze. So sabze is a sprout that can be grown from lentils, mung beans, wheat, and we start growing it a couple weeks in advance. So by the time it's New Year, we have background. Ah, does that track with how you prepare as well, Mohammed? That, that is very true. We, we have, um, you know, half seen as uh, Sabza is one of the half seen. Uh, people uh, prepare uh, like month, a month at least before they, they grow their uh, Samanu, which is type of like uh, another Sabzi or Sabza. Yeah. Yes. Um, she's absolutely correct. Yes. Yeah. Well, OK. So you mentioned a very key word that we have to define for, for the audience. Half seen, right? I understand that that's part of uh, celebrating the holiday, setting aside for, for Hafzin. So define it. What is Hafzin? Sure. Sheila? So in Farsi, Hafzin means seven S's. So those are seven traditional items that we have on our Naru's spread that each begin with the letter S. So we have an apple, Sib, in oh, Farsi. That okay. symbolizes health and beauty. We have seed, which is garlic. That symbolizes medicine. We have Sirke, or vinegar. And that symbolizes age and patience. We have sabze, our sprouts, for rebirth and renewal. Mm-hmm. We have sinjed, which is um, dried oleaster berries, which symbolizes love. We have samanu, which was just mentioned, which is a wheat pudding symbolizing sweetness and fertility. 
And then we have Somal Sumik, which is uh, representative of the color of sunrise, so a new day. Nice. Yeah. I love that. And of course, we've got a lovely spread here in the studio, the Reset Studio, with all of the things that I just mentioned. Uh, thank you for bringing that in for us, uh, mm-hmm. Sheila. W- what else do you include in your haft scene, Mohammed? So you've got Samanu. Um, yes, yeah, so she's absolutely correct. That's what we have. Sometimes you know, the scene may change. So some people, for example, instead of uh, seed, they may add uh, seed or garlic. Mm, so okay. the scene, uh, you know, the word scene in Farsi, you can have pretty much uh, anything that starts with scene. Of course, it has to be something eatable. Uh, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Course, you can't yeah. just substitute it for you know whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, so before we get to the amazing food, because I'm, I'm really trying to ignore these wonderful smells. <laughs> but before we get to the food, uh, tell us about Hooray Spice, Mohammed. When and why did you create it? Absolutely. Hooray Spice, we started in 2017. Uh, I came from a family farming background. I was a farmer. My family is still in Afghanistan farming. So when I came here, um, I noticed that uh, across the world, actually, there's not a transparent system to track if the farmers are getting paid equally or, or subsequently very good uh, because most of the corporates and food brokers are the ones that are getting the money out of the farming system mm-hmm. or the spice industry. So when I came here, I brought some saffron with me and after facing that there's some fake saffron in the U.S. market. Um, so I went back home. We created a um, basically a, a f- food co-op where we train farmers on food safety, and then we buy their saffron at a fair trade. We are a proud member of Chicago Fair Trade Organization, which is in located in New City, their museum. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, we started race was basically to help farmers um, get better payment while also producing a better product for the international markets. Because in the past, the food safety was a concern when you would import spices mm. uh, from countries like Afghanistan. And uh, that's the solution, how we can be- bring you know, fresh product to the U.S., very good quality, organic product, as well as help the farmers with a better wa- wage, you know, better uh, life expenses that they can afford. Um, that was when we started to raise spice. I see. And, and I want you to dig more into saffron and the importance of saffron. You mentioned Fake saffron? Absolutely. Is that what I heard you say? Yes. Uh, back in 2017, when I before I started Ray Spice, I came in to Chicago in 2015. I wanted to cook some tahdik, which is another amazing Persian uh, food. And I noticed that the saffron smells like tobacco. And that's not the smell we have back home in Afghanistan or mm. Iran. Um, so I did some research and found out that there's a lot of fake saffron or, or, or uh, you know, external substances mixed with saffron. Uh, my family, yeah, my family are farming the saffron, so I knew the smell, the color, and and how the saffron is looking like. So I started educating a lot of chefs in Chicago, and uh, through online, you know, social media, the people as well, and uh, we have been, you know, uh, trying to uh, basically educate people to differentiate because saffron is expensive. I don't want people to waste their money on I a see. product that's not real. So Hiray Spice is uh, it's a very authentic Afghan saffron. The entire process is transparent. Uh, from cultivating all the way to you know packaging mm-hmm. and importing to US, um, and and we have we have been successful in that. Yeah, this is reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we are talking about Nowruz or Persian New Year with Sheila Kohanteb, who's a political scientist at the University of Chicago, and Mohammed Salahi, who is uh, the founder of Hare Spice. So this Food Friday, of course, it would not be complete without our tasty treat. So Sheila, I'm looking at you because I want you to tell us what we have in front of us on this. Absolutely gorgeous spread. Sure. So um, what we have on our plate is from the wonderful Nuno Kebab. And we have a few different types of rice. We have a sabzi polo, 
which is an herbed rice that has dill mm. and uh, lima beans and in it. And which one is the sabzi pola? Which the green the, one. The green rice? Okay. Yeah. And you'll see that there's yellow flecks throughout all the different rice. Yeah. And that is um, from the saffron. From the saffron. Okay. Yeah. So, and then, um, as was mentioned earlier, there's some tadig here, which is kind of that crispy rice, which mm. comes from the bottom of the pot. Um and it can be made with rice, potatoes, bread. Mm. And then there's another rice here that has lentils in it, which is a little bit yellower. This one here? Yep. Okay. Let it. me try that. This looks so good. And mm. then we have a... It's so flavorful. Very flavorful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a rice here that has red currants in it. It's a little bit red-orangey mm-hmm. colored. And next to that, we have a stew. So Persian food has, we have a lot of stews yes. that we have over rice. So there's a red stew there that is khoresh de qayme. So khoresh is kind of stew in Farsi. Yeah. And that's made with yellow uh, lentils. Let's give that Spins a try. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead, eat up, Mohammed. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, this green stew, which is my personal favorite. Um, mm. And of course, my mother makes the best. Horish de Gorma Sabzi. Okay, the stew? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> I'm tasting a bunch of different things. There's a sweetness in there. There's Yeah, you're, you're mm-hmm. nodding. What am I tasting? It's so, probably... So in the, in the red stew? Yeah. So in the red stew, that's the lentils, that's the... Mm-hmm. Um, there are onions in there, there's saffron in there. It is... And the stews really cook for hours and hours. The texture, so. it, exactly. It's not too chewy. Yeah. It's just it, They just cook right. for so long that the meat really just becomes super tender and all of the flavors Very tender. meld together. And it goes so perfectly with this rice. <laughs> exactly. Mohammed, <laughs> yeah. um, uh, tell us more about um, the, the fair trade uh, saffron farming. Is your, your family still actively doing this in Afghanistan? Yes. While you're f- here doing the, uh, the with the spice business? Absolutely. My family is doing it, plus other 28 family farmers in our cooperative in Afghanistan. Um, so regarding fair trade, you know, with the sustainability farming, which nowadays people talk about it, it has two aspects. One is the fair trade, which how you treat your employees, your farmers, your people. And the other aspect is how do you trade the soil and the nature? So you want to do, you know, crop rotation. You mm-hmm. want to water the, the ground in a way that's beneficial for future generations of the land, not just, you know, GMO and super uh, industrial focus, but also use those traditional methods of farming. That's the sustainability aspect of it, mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, the, the, the soil is getting enough rest, the soil is getting enough water and enough um, sun. And then you have the other aspect, which is uh, fair trade. So as I mentioned before, we are a part of Chicago Fair Trade, yeah. a wonderful non-for-profit organization. They are uh, educating, celebrating the different cultures uh, along with the fair trade. And uh, as I mentioned, we actually have a Nowruz party tomorrow evening at um, at Chico- uh, Chicago Fair Trade Museum, which is uh, in Lincoln Park, New City. Okay. Um, so the fair trade aspect is, when we buy the saffron from the farmers, we calculate not basically what the, the currency in Afghanistan is and what people should get, what the farmers actually basically regularly get paid, yeah. but also what we can, um, we can compare them basically with the U.S. farmers here. If we can afford to pay that much equal, if let's say a farmer in the U.S. would get $3,000 on, on one pound of saffron, we are trying to pay that money for the farmers so that they can, you know, the sustainability is going on and they can 
make their land have enough, you know, rest, and, and they, their family feeds it very well. Versus, you know, if they get $500 in Afghanistan. But then we have few conditions. The condition is that the farmers have to be in our co-op. They have to get the enough turning mm-hmm. that the saffron is, you know, free of anti-contamination, free of, yes, mold, you know, any food contamination. Right. Because we want the FDA to examine uh, and check our saffron, and it's according to their standard and food safety codes. So we basically, you know, empower our community by better principles of wages plus sustainability farming, you know, uh, using clean energy, for example, versus, you know, gas and stuff for watering systems. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the idea behind a fair trade, a fair, fair trade uh, and as well as sustainability farming. Sheila, remind our listeners of the, the current political situation in Iran. Yeah, um, the situation in Iran is uh, very rough right now. Yeah. Uh, so back in September, um, following the death of Mahsa Amini, there have been protest uh, uprisings all around the country. And this is truly a testament to the strength of the Iranian people, specifically the women of Iran. Mm-hmm. And um, their resistance to the current regime is is pretty remarkable. But it's it's still a tough situation with imprisonments every day. and um, Every day. Every day. Yeah. So how does Nowruz fall in here in the backdrop? How, how, how are folks celebrating? Are they celebrating? Yeah. You know, from what I have been reading, um, Nowruz is still being celebrated in Iran, but, um, but it's under this shadow of what is happening under the, of this current political situation. Yeah. So not with the same delight, I imagine, as in previous years. For sure. And what about here in Chicago? How are folks celebrating? What are you doing? Yeah, so, well, Nauru's has three parts to it. Um, the first part was actually seven days before uh, Nauru's itself, and that part's called Chahoshambesudi. So people usually build bonfires and jump over the bonfires. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. That's true. And if you go to certain public locations, um, you know, it's like a competition of who can build the biggest bonfire and not get burned and this while is happening jumping. here in Chicago, too? Um, I imagine it's happening in <laughs> Chicago. I have not partaken in it this okay. year. Um, I did light a candle for my kids to jump over at home. Okay. So it was a safer a tiny, version. A tiny bonfire. <laughs> a yeah. tiny bonfire. But the purpose of that is to kind of represent that you are, as you jump over the fire, you're giving your yellow sickness away to the fire and you're taking the heat and the strength of the fire for yourself. Yeah. So that's one part of the new year. Then we have Noru's itself which is celebrated by visiting friends and family and going to each other's houses, Mm -hmm. eating sweets. And um, then you have 13 days after the new year, you have something called Sizdabedar. And that kind of, in Farsi, that means like getting rid of 13 as a symbol of bad luck. Mm. And that's when everybody goes to parks and public places, um, near rivers or lakes, and they take that sabze, the sprout that they had grown, and they throw it into the river. And that is kind of a symbolic of giving back to nature. And um, it's just a wonderful, yeah, so it's three little parts. We haven't gotten to the last part yet, so. Well, the sweets. I I was distracted because you mentioned (laughs) sweets, and I'm looking (laughs) to your right, and those look like sweets. What what do we have? So we have these parallelogram (laughs) shape uh, sweets. That's called. That is a parallelogram, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how else to explain it apart from that. Um, But it is called Barlava Yazdi. So everyone's really heard of like Barlava or Baklava as um, people people pronounce it. But this is like a Persian Baklava. And it is, um, it's 
cakier. I'm going to try it. Yes, please do. Um, it's cakier, and as you taste it, you'll see that it's mm. really been drenched in rose water and saffron and cardamom. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can taste the herbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um, it's really really rich it's in flavor and rich exactly. Yeah. It goes great with a cup of Persian tea. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, do we have Persian? tea We here do as have well. Persian oh, tea fantastic. too. <laughs> which is, you know, uniquely Persian because it has cardamom in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes folks add rose water to it as well. And then the other sweet we have here is a type of cookie. It's called Nunakesh Mishi. And it's a butter-based cookie with red and black currants mm. in it and rose water and saffron. You're spoiling me, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Mohammed, what do you think of this food? Uh, this is amazing. Yeah. I, I love Nuno Kebab. I go with my with my wife and little boy. Usually we go on a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really good. I, Shout I, out I, to Nuno Kebab. This is great. Their tahdik is really wonderful. Mm-hmm. We actually, for tomorrow night, we are. my wife is making a tahdik for Chicago Fair Trade, uh, for the Nowruz party at Chicago mm. Fair Trade. Oh, this tea is so smooth going down. Oh, good. This is really good. <laughs> I'm I'm in heaven right now. Um, what uh, what restaurants do you work with in, in Chicago? In Chicago... Uh, Gibson Group is using my Saffron, Hilton Chicago, Drake Hotel. Uh, pretty much, uh, I have distrib- three distributors in Chicago. I used to do it for two years myself. I would deliver to each restaurant. Yeah. Uh, all the tavern on, on the Rush Street, on Division Street. But then, um, you know, I, I got really busy. So now uh, Chicago Rarity, Rarity Seller is another company in Chicago, which they are distributing my Saffron. We also do selling online for, you know, retailer and public people if they want to order um, yeah, so a lot of restaurants in New York are using, in California, I have a few restaurants that are using our saffron. Uh, I yeah, love that. Absolutely. And we talked with Sheila a moment ago about the political situation um, back home, but how, how do those situations in the countries affect your business? Um, first of all, you know, I really um, feel sad what's going on in Iran and Afghanistan, because as this year specifically, my family, the, the Taliban, because this is the second year that they have the power that during you know the, the second Nowruz, they stopped families from celebrating it yeah. because they are extremists. They say you're not allowed to, according to Islam, which is not the fact. So they stopped people actually going outside and celebrating Nowruz on the first day at least. Um, so I, you know, I feel compassion and you know I feel very empathy with people of Iran and Afghanistan, especially for women because they have the right. They are more than half of the society. Why should someone define for them that they cannot go to school or that they right. cannot you know? achieve their dream. My sister is affected on that. She yeah. was the third year of university and right now Taliban includes the university. So she, oh. she can't go to university. Oh, and she's still in Afghanistan. So I'm personally affected by the situation yeah. in Afghanistan. It's the same almost in Iran. They, they have pretty much the same issues. And then when you come to political for our business, it is affecting us negatively since the Taliban took power. Mm-hmm. It's getting a little bit tiny better because some of the airlines started working out oh, of good. Afghanistan. Yeah. But before we had FedEx in Kabul, we had UPS in Kabul, so we would get saffron in a week. Mm. Right now it takes us two months sometimes because it has to come by land. What a domino effect it is. It yeah. is. Um, and then it actually affects the society, the farmers, because you know our company is, we are not about only the sales. It's very specific to yeah. farmers and uplifting the community. Yeah. So it does have a effect. Well, well, I'm glad that, I mean, despite all of those struggles, you are able to push through. Thankfully, there are some celebrations happening here, you know, despite... 
the, the struggles back home. Uh, you mentioned you'll be at the Chicago Fair Trade Museum tomorrow for a Nuru's celebration. That should be pretty awesome. And, and thank you so much for bringing these foods for us to share and, and sharing these stories. Sheila Kahantab is a political scientist at the Harris School of Public Policy. And Mohammed is the founder of Harais Spice. Thank you both. Of thank course. you for having so us. Much. Thank you.